All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcast. So we didn't have any guests on the podcast last week, which is fine. We have those weeks occasionally. But I'd like to think we're certainly making up for it this week with the caliper of our guest. Uh, you'd know him best from his time on the hit TV show, The Office. But right now, he's currently out on tour across the country, maybe even hitting a town near you. Uh, we'll find that out in just a little bit. But first, let's welcome to the program, Mr. Creed Bratton. Creed, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks, Hack. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. I'm very excited to talk to you. I, you know, we're, we're fans of obviously the office and, you know, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to getting to know you a little bit. Cool. Cool. So, uh, well, I've been finding out I've been on tour now. I'm, uh, the, some of the old people come from the baby boomers come because of the grassroots and then other people come to the office. These young kids are coming through. I said, well, you, you weren't around for that stuff and they say Netflix. So there's a whole audience <laughs> discovering the show again through Netflix, which is amazing, you know. Yeah, they, we're in a we're in like a generation of binge watching or like a time of binge watching. Oh, now. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> what are you binge watching right now? Anything good? I watched uh, Top Boy the other night. This kind of an English version of The Wire and The Shield, and uh, that was pretty intense, really intense. Yeah. And then I watched Longmire, and. Uh, of course, I after, I didn't watch Breaking Bad through the whole when we were in the office. We don't have time, you know. We're just working all the time. Yeah. So I binge watched the the uh, Breaking Bad, and I went, "Oh my god, it was, it was amazing!" Uh, I was it was one of the best shows on television at the time. And without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, you guys, I guess you know. No, go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's what that's what I was, I was waiting for. You. So what? So what oh. kind of questions do you have for the well, uh, rocker here? For for people who've never, you know, um, for people who've never seen you on tour or if have never seen you outside of the office, what can people expect if they come to if they come to see you on tour? Well, I'm really, really reticent about uh, performing, so I, it's, I'm re- reluctant to even get on the stage. And I'll walk out and I'll play maybe half a song, and then I'll just run off the stage in kind of a panic. <laughs> And then I'll peer from the sidelines and look out. And they seem like they want to see me back. I'll go up and I'll finish the song. Same way with the jokes. I mean, I only got a half hour of material, but it takes about an hour and a half to do so <laughs> running off and back and forth through the stage. But I hope people will understand that, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a mix of, I guess, your music and comedy, tell any kind of stories. Well, yeah, yeah. Like no, it's, it's, I mean, I've got, I was, I started playing professionally when I was 17. So, I started writing right after I left the grassroots of late 69, early 70. Uh, so I've got stories from my time in, uh, you know, Europe, uh, about two, over two years with a spoke trio, amazing stories and the grassroots, of course, then all the struggling times and, uh, then the office. Yeah. So I have a lot of material to, to talk about, you know, and kind of, I've worked it out. So one thing segues into the next. Hopefully it's dovetailed very professionally. There's a, there's a few, you know, moments where I'm just in a panic and, uh, you know, wallowing around the stage, as I've mentioned before. But that's, that's entertaining. That's it. People like to see people sweat. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so that basically, that will do original, all original songs. I have incorporated, um, uh, a couple of grassroots songs. I'll play that for the day. I play Temptation Eyes. And naturally I will play the, uh, my song Hall of Faces from me finale of the office yeah i was actually just going to bring that up because until the finale i had no idea that you were even any kind of musician because i didn't really know much about you and i loved that song i, I really did oh thank you thank you much. I, I love it too uh 
my uh, I was sitting around my house in Malibu, uh, right after the grassroots, and my wife was cooking dinner, and my baby was there, and bassinet, and I was sitting there playing guitar, and and also I heard her say, "That's beautiful." Who, who wrote that song? And I said, I think I just did. <laughs> and it, 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 it started out being one of these songs, which I, that's how I write my good stuff now, is I'm just sitting there and I walk by to do yoga or cook dinner or whatever. And uh, the guitar is going, ah, screaming at me subconsciously. <laughs> and I pick it up and there's, there's all of a sudden, I open my mouth, put my hands on the guitar, lyrics, uh, uh, the chords, the melody, the structure of the song, that all comes at the same time. It's, a, it's always an amazing thing. I mean, I've sat down and uh, written songs, and there, some of them were okay. Some of them were quite good, but they're not, like, magically organic, like the ones that just are, I don't know if I don't want to sound all new wavy or anything, but uh, channeled, I guess, would be a, a term that someone might. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, you know? Yeah. That kind of, I guess that's the words. Yeah. Yeah, and, and with your music... Uh, you've kind of been able to travel pretty much all over the world. I checked out your your uh, webpage real quick, and mm-hmm. well, the story that you tell on your biography is almost not believable with all the places that you've been with uh, well, New no, Orleans. It's all, it's and, all true, yeah. It's all true. Yeah, and, and Italy. And, and there's see, a lot of stuff left out, yeah. Yeah, that you've hitchhiked from Germany to Africa or something like that, and mm-hmm. we're yep. in Morocco all and all here. sorts yep. of stuff. So all I'm the way across, we walked across North Africa. Yeah, By the that's way, a... we played down in uh, for Mobile Oil out in the Sahara, 500 miles out in the Sahara Desert, playing to the oil camps, you know, hanging out with Bedouins, you know, <laughs> yeah. riding camels. I mean, really, just insane stuff, you know. Yeah, and you're getting, I mean, you're kind of getting into uh, the actual question here is I, I just want one of your one of your top travel stories since you've been all over the place and experienced all sorts of things. I want to hear something that you've uh, you've experienced is pretty crazy as far as the travel goes. <laughs> Uh, well, right there, uh, we were playing in, in uh, Tripoli, Libya at the Wadan Hotel, the Young Californians. And after the show, this guy barges in. He's drunk. He's a Canadian uh, bush pilot. He works for Mobile Oil. He said, you guys, are the, I've always loved the Kingston Trio. What the deal was, <laughs> he thought we were the Kingston Trio. And we said, no, we're the young guys. Shut up. You're coming with me. And he, he takes us and he gets into the car. We go back to where we were staying. We grab our bags and we drive out to this little airport. And we get actually get in a, uh, like a DC-3, a, a big couple prop plane with him flying the thing. We fly out quite a ways. We get, we land at this camp. We get out. We fly in this little tiny plane. Now we're, we're way out, right out in the middle of the Sahara Desert and we fly down and all we can see, the sun's coming up, it's early morning and there's a pylon, a pole, a pylon sticking out of the sand with a flag on it. And he lands and he's got a bottle of whiskey between his legs. He's been drinking the whole time while he's flying <laughs> and he's, we're scared to death. And uh, we can't talk him out of it. He's big. He's like Brian Denning. He's a very intimidating guy. You know, we're skinny musicians. What the hell are we going to do with this guy? <laughs> he gets out. He, he walks out, he starts kicking at the sand and like a, uh, a port, port from a, like a submarine appears and he clears, he grabs it and he starts turning with his hands, opens it up, porthole, and we climb down these, these stairs into an underground city made out of corrugated iron. Oh, uh, round, just round, big round corrugated tubes. And apparently, sometimes, depending on the wind, it's totally exposed. Other times, like now, it's covered up with sand. We walk in, and there's nobody there. He screams, 
We've got, hey, wake up. We've got the uh, the uh, Kingston Trail here. We go, young fellas, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just play, hang down, your, hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Well, that's our, again, I don't want to hear a fucking word out of you. So we go, we go he, we, he goes back, he starts kicking people out of bed. So the night before, there had been an oil leak. And they were all knackered. They were just exhausted. So he drags them in into the commissary. They're sitting there looking like they want to kill us. And we're sitting there singing, hang down your head, Tom Dooley. <laughs> He's walking around, and people are nodding off and slapping him on the back of the head, taking the gulp out of his whiskey. He said, are they great? Are they fucking great? Or what? <laughs> and so they, he said, finally, they start having to pay. They, he makes them pay. He, gets, he said, reach in your wallet. He grabs them and physically makes them pay us. We had like either you know, close to a thousand dollars within an hour of everybody in this fucking the camp, the oil <laughs> camp. So he passes out finally, and they're all looking at us. We think, oh, they're going to jump us and take the money back. And they just look at us and just go up. And sleep. next morning, we ask somebody else to take us out in the plane. He flies us to another camp, and we start playing camps across uh, Libya. And then we get to, uh, I think we were in. Uh, well, we already gone through Algeria and Tunisia and stuff. So then we hitchhiked into Cairo and then off to Beirut where we played at a brothel, uh, called a Kit Kat. You know, we smoked hashish and <laughs> played for the sheikhs of Kuwait and stuff like that. I mean, it was, I mean, I could, you know, went to Cedars of Lebanon, watched them make hashish, watched people run naked through the fields with leather aprons covered with honey and, and they, and they, then they, then they scraped the hashish balls off. I wanted to do it, but they said, no, no, you, you do, you wouldn't know how. I said, well, it's pretty fucking easy. You get naked and you run through it. Said, no, no, you wouldn't know how to do it. It's, it's an art. I don't think so, but they, they wouldn't let me do it. We certainly smoked the stuff. It was amazing. And this goes on and on, you know, it should be crazy. That's like a little makeshift, like spontaneous tour that happened out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Uh, Rain Wilson is uh, just the other day, uh, we were talking about getting together in New York. And I, I was coming out too late to, to get together. But he said he's writing a book now called The Bassoon King. He's written the books out there. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. He could say, I've got to write the book. He and everybody on the office told me, I tell my stories. And they'd say, you've got to write a book. But I haven't done it yet because I haven't found the, the exact comedic voice that I need to do it. And also I need somebody that's to do the, the nuts and bolts. I just want to sit and talk. I don't want to sit down and do the uh, the writing itself. You well, know? I th I think you got it right there. I mean, you just had no problem telling us that story, and you had us. Oh no, I can, I can tell the story. I probably just use maybe what it's what it's those things called uh, dictate things. Yeah, you just, it, I've said, yeah, I could probably do it that way. That's probably a good idea. Because I mean, if if all your stories are like that, I would buy that book in a heartbeat and read it. That's <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That's good. Oh, you know what? I just was thinking about why there there actually was, when I came on the office, uh, Greg Daniels wanted to use my story as the, as in the grassroots. So there is a deleted scene in season two called the Booze Cruise. And it's, you can go to deleted scene season two, and I'm there on, a, on, the, on the Booze Cruise playing guitar, and there's a talking head where I talk about the grassroots, and it shows pictures of the grassroots, so that real diehard fans knew about me being the man, but you're right though. Yeah. No a lot of people didn't even know until nine seasons were over that I that I played professionally. Yeah. yeah. Well I mean going into the office a little bit too, I mean your character who by the way was one is so mysterious, but is one of my personal favorites on the show. Oh thank I, you man. I loved every scene that you you popped up and you just always had these crazy moments and I loved it. Um 
you started off more as like a background character and then developed into one of the, one uh, of the well, co-starring cast. I, I was working on uh, Bernie Mac doing that stuff, and they started finding out I was funny, so they started giving me little bits to do, you know? <laughs> Almost like uh, Charlie Chaplin's Jacques Tati kind yeah. of stuff, because I got, I got a physical comedy thing going on, you know, which I, I like. I, I think you can do a lot with just without saying anything, too. Uh, and I met Ken Quapis, who was going to direct all six episodes of the first season, and we hit it off. He was a big grassroots fan. We talked about music, and uh, I, I asked him about the show, and he said it was cast. And he talked to Greg, and they got me on the show in the background, but their words were, and I quote, we'll try to work you into the mix. <laughs> well, after uh, one or two episodes, I'm there. I've seen all these talented people. I mean, the cast was amazing. We had really had an amazing cast. I yeah. said, well, if I'm going to get noticed, I better do something. So I went and I wrote uh, my, my my audition tape, which is now on BuzzFeed. You can go to BuzzFeed, at Creed Brown audition tape, and there it is. But I thought I'd lost it for years, but I finally found it when I was moving in a box last time on a DVD. Uh, and I just shot, I just I wrote what would happen if Creed, uh, what has just happened? Did you hear my voice go in a big echo? Is that just me? Oh, that might just be you. You sound fine now. Okay. <laughs> it sounds okay to you? Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, what would happen if Creed had stayed uh, drinking and doing drugs? I mean, really heavy. I'm not that you don't catch my little pot once more, okay? But, <laughs> but I mean, I was I was hardcore, you know? <laughs> so what would happen if he just stayed that? He was just, his brain was just, you know, uh, like cirrhosis, you know? <laughs> cirrhosis <laughs> of the brain. <laughs> so so I, I wrote it, and I wrote an hour's worth of stuff and uh, shot all this stuff and cut it down to five, and I gave it to Greg and uh, Ken. And then they come up one day and said, you are really, really funny. This So season two, because we'd only done six episodes, they gave me a little bit on one episode, uh, so I did have something to do the first season. But second season, right away, uh, Halloween came up, and I had that six snap page scene with yeah. Steve. And now and then, from then on, I just work regularly. Huh? Yeah, the rest on you. History is regular. The rest was the history. Rest is history, as they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Well, I mean, I, I I pinch myself. I know how lucky that story is. Very, very few people uh, would even uh, would get a chance to do something like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, but, but I but I did. I took I took the I took the shot. You know. Yeah. Could have fallen on my face too. Yeah, I mean, the show was hugely Easy. successful in nine seasons. So it's you know, and then you were part of every one of them. So. You know, you had a huge success with the show. Um, you mentioned Rain Wilson. Do you still talk to anybody else from the cast? Uh, yeah, sure. I just did a, sh- a little uh, short film with um, Angela. Okay. I talked to Ed. Uh, Ed had come by my place, and uh, we get together and play some. I haven't seen him for a while. I know he's working solid right now. Most of us are on different projects. Kate, Kate and I had lunch the other day, and we got together. I've seen Oscar a few times on the street. Uh, running him because he lived by me. Um, everybody else, though, oh, I saw um, Jenna, Jenna Fisher, before she went off to shoot this show in uh, England. But we'll probably get together. I think we to get over there and see her kids one of these days. You know, yeah. I, uh, uh, now that I got now that I got a granddaughter, so we bring her by and show her off. You know. Yeah, it's it's so funny to hear you say some of the names because I mean most of the supporting cast all use their real names, so it's just you can immediately picture it when you say, you know, when you say the name. So yeah, uh, uh, well, no, most of the, actually the only four of us used our real names, you know. Uh, what well, was yourself, uh, Oscar, 
Um, it's Angela and Kate. Angela, oh, yeah, you're okay. right. The, one I, the ones I just mentioned, you're right. Yeah. Those are the people. That, isn't that odd? <laughs> yeah. The ones that, that I just mentioned are the ones that actually used their real used name. Used your real name. But I didn't think about that. It's bizarre, you know. Um, I know we're running. Rain, of course. Yeah. I, I I know we're running out of time with you because you said you only had a certain amount of time. But um, I'm curious because the show was shot in Scranton. I mean, the show was based in Scranton, but shot in L.A. In all your travels, have mm-hmm. you ever made it to Scranton? Oh yeah, we've been there twice. We had we went there after a few years and did a uh, uh, a big kind of get get together with all the fans and stuff. And we met the fans and we signed autographs. And we talked to them and stuff. And then when the show was over, we went to a baseball stadium there, and Steve showed up, which was fantastic. And we walked out on the field, and uh, we had a big, huge uh, parade. We like we were like the Beatles. We had a, <laughs> a parade with cop with with the, you know going through the streets, sitting up on the back of cars and trucks and stuff like that. Were open trucks, you know, people were lining the streets, screaming at us, you know. Yeah. And I played uh, on stage with the Scrantones. And entertained them, and everyone came out at this big deal. Like I think we had ten, ten, fifteen thousand people. That's it was amazing. A big deal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Scranton, of course, you know, <laughs> we we are little love. They love us, and we love them. Yeah, it's great. Um. Well, I mean, Creed, we, we could we could talk to you all night. I'm sure with the stories that you have. Oh so, no, we could tell the stories. Well, you guys, I'll see you guys at the um, um, sound check. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have you have two. Um, Two uh, shows coming up in our area locally. You're, you're going to be in Bethlehem at Arts Quest on the uh, Tuesday, the 17th of November. And on right. the 18th, you're going to be at the Voltage Lounge in Philadelphia. Right. So um, ticket information for all those Hopefully shows. one of those shows, you can show up, you know. Yeah. Ticket uh, ticket information for all those shows and as well as other tour dates, if you're not local to our area in Philadelphia, can be found on your website, which is creedbratton.com. And I believe you're on Twitter as well, right? At Creed Bratton? I am. I am. The real, the real Creed brand, I think it's called, yeah. Okay. Uh, but Creed, thank you so much for spending some time with us. This was so much fun. And, and I hope you really get to work on that book sometime soon because I'd love to read it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll make, I'll make, I'll make it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, stick around, guys, for more Showcast right after this break. <laughs> <laughs> 